Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Tonight we're discussing page 19 of Alien Hunger, and it is a big night for the podcast because it is time belatedly for me to introduce you to the protagonists of this adventure, the pregens in the back of the book, the group of friends and acquaintances who woke up in a dark basement tonight and, and narrowly made their escape from a burning building. Now, we've already been talking about these people for a couple of days, but there was no time to introduce you properly. I mean, look, we've, we've been very busy. We almost died in a fire. We had to find a secret door. There was a delicious looking woman feeling us up. A kindly walking hot dog invited us into her home. So things have been very, very busy. And in fact, we still have some business from that night to attend to. On this page, we get the very end of the scene outside the burning building. It's optional, but you may have noticed last time that the storyteller was encouraged to gently nudge the player characters in the direction of attacking a human and feeling real bad about it. On this page, at the end of that scene, the storyteller is is explicitly directed to break the emergency glass and make this happen if it hasn't already. Quote, try very hard to convince at least one character to kill someone and feed, preferably in a messy and public fashion. A nice murder allows for a depth of role-playing complications in the police investigation in the next chapter. If they do not kill Mavis, Susie, or Vince, remember these are the humans that you woke up with in the basement, quote, try to convince them to kill a passerby or a homeless person sleeping on the streets. This should be easier if you kept them off balance during the first scene. If things are moving quickly, they will have less time to consider the ramifications of their actions, and it will also provide for a better investigation. If necessary, though, have a street punk corner one of them as they flee and attack them with a knife. When he cuts them, send them into a blood frenzy. This extreme should not be necessary with good role players. So hopefully, if you have good role players, surely they're going to murder one of the delicious innocents that you've provided them with, or failing that, the kindly woman on the street who offered them some help, or at the very least, I mean, if we're talking about real annoying goody two-shoes characters, you could at least get them to kill a homeless person. I mean, come on, like if you're not going to kill the homeless, what is it going to take to get you into this murder tonight? It's like, do you even role play? But if the players continue to resist murder, then per the text, the storyteller can have a random unmotivated street punk attack the player characters as though this were a fucking Spider-Man comic from the 1970s, just, just a random crime on a random street, you know, within shouting distance of a large crowd surrounding a burning building, cordoned off and attended by police officers, just, just you know, a block away from there or so, a random punk who happens to be in the area pulls a knife on you. And so you have to eat him. What else can you do? And even if you disagree, even if you still have moral objections, he cuts you and then you go into a frenzy. It doesn't say you roll to go into frenzy. You just go into frenzy, unlike in the burning building, by the way. And then in a frenzy, you kill him. So one way or another, we are going to have, quote, a nice murder tonight, which the storyteller will then relentlessly guilt you about for the rest of the adventure. If you've got good role players, it won't come to this. But if you have inadequate, plebeian role players, uh, then you may have to send in the punks. Anyway, once we have arrived by any means necessary at the murder, it's time for everyone to go home. We get some fiction about this. Quote, when Windsor arrived, he found Emerson sitting in a pool of light on the street, holding a frightened poodle. Emerson rose, and Windsor started as Emerson clutched at him. His employer looked pale, but for a bare moment, 
as he reached up, a mad hunger had shown in his eyes. By the way, I am correcting many, many, many typos because of uh, errors in text scanning for the PDF version here. Quote, Emerson spoke. Take me home and leave the glass up in the car. Emerson stumbled to the back seat and collapsed. And don't talk to me. Emerson closed his eyes, but his vision was full of Windsor's head bowed before him and spurting red. Poor, poor Emerson, getting a ride home from his manservant, tormented by the knowledge of how readily he could eat this motherfucker and get away with it and be fine. This is what vampire privilege looks like. Finally, the chapter ends by telling us what happens the next morning after everybody's gone home. Quote, the next morning in the paper, they will read that a house belonging to Jacob Prester burned down during the night and that at least one person was killed in the blaze. So, okay, important information. We now know Jacob Prester's name. We know somebody died in that fire. And more importantly, as we will see, we know that everybody read the morning paper. Then we begin chapter two, colon, life in death. And here, the storyteller's goal is to reunite the characters to talk about what happened last night. Here are the instructions for that. And this is the dumbest thing in this page. Quote, the first step to getting the characters together as a group requires that one of the characters realize they are vampires. The character with the highest occult score is the obvious choice. And it goes on to say that this model of perspicacity will realize that the group needs to get together to survive and will call everybody else up and be like, oh my God, oh my God. I was thinking about last night and this morning and I was kind of like retracing my steps, going over events. No, 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 I know, like you need to get to work. Just please hear me out. This is important. Remember how we woke up in that dark basement and everybody, I don't know if you had this experience, but everybody looked fucking tasty when we woke up. So, so good. And then we came out of the, the basement through the secret passage, you remember, right when we first like checked the room for traps. And then once we had prodded everything with our 10 foot poles and we looked for secret passages, and we found the secret passage out of the basement. We, we got out of there, we climbed up through the manhole cover and then remember how a couple of us tackled that woman and her dog and bit their necks and drank all their blood, which I thought was strange at the time, but we were in such a hurry. But then we all went home and then this morning, and I'm guessing this happened to you as well, I went to get the morning paper, which had already been brought into the house by my roommate um, because I didn't wake up until very late today. I actually, I slept until noon and then had to, with an immense force of will, awaken myself during the daytime. And then I lurched out of bed, you know, discovered that I had no biological need or ability to use the bathroom, eat food, breathe. But then, so I got the paper, which was already inside, and I opened the blinds so I could read it and I burst into flames. And after I put myself out, I was laying there on the ground, you know, charred, smoking. Uh, I did have to, you know, roll out of the way of the hated sun. And that gave me a minute to think and kind of put all this together. And I was like, are we vampires? Is, could that be, are we vampires? And, and this guy, who the person making this call, this is not the dumbest thing on this page. The dumbest thing on this page is the person on the other end of the call who's like, oh, fuck. You are 100% right. I was wondering why I was on fire. I was wondering why I brutally snuffed out the life of that hot dog. The, the dumbest thing in this page is that we are, we're even comparing character sheets to see who realizes they're a vampire first. None of these motherfuckers should even be getting up in the morning. Vampires don't wake up during the day. They wake up in the evening. It's very hard for them to wake up. And like burning in the sun craving blood, no heartbeat, don't need to breathe, can't eat, it'll make you vomit. You're definitely going to be hungry for blood. One of you almost certainly went into a blood frenzy and 
grew fangs and drank someone's blood last night in public view. The fact that we're comparing character sheets to see who realizes first the next day that we're now vampires, fucking absurd. However, now that we've established the dumbest thing on this page, let's just follow the instructions and see who unravels this fucking mystery first. Because that's going to give us an opportunity to meet all of the pregens, all of the characters uh, included in Alien Hunger as player characters, to learn what kind of vampires they are, what kind of vampire powers they have, and also to talk about Sir Allnut Bloodworth, who, remember, was there in the basement with the rest of them, knows the whole friend group, because that's a requirement for character creation in this adventure. You can make an original character, but they have to know the rest of the pregens in some way. And, uh, and we'll also talk about what kind of vampire Sir Bloodworth is and what kind of vampire powers he has. It's Chris from the future here to deliver a hot, steaming, freshly decided upon to be continued for this episode. As it turns out, covering the dumbest thing on this page and introducing all of the pre-gen protagonists of this game was just a little too much to fit into one episode. And it also made like two thirds of this episode not about this page. So I made a post hoc decision to wrap up the episode here. And you can join me tomorrow for a full length episode just devoted to the vampiric protagonists of Alien Hunger on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.